Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 174 of Final Boss TV. Today, we're talking about World of Warcraft and all that good stuff. I am your host. My name is Adam KK. Sorry, I had to find my... I have so much stuff in this scene because I combined all of my scenes recently to, like, be easy. But then I'm like, wait, which one am I opening? But that's, that's my social media little bumpery thingy. There you go. And of course, today we're talking about the start of a four-part series titled The State of X, Y, and Z. Today is the State of Healing. Then Battle for Azeroth, we have Range DPS coming up next, then Tanking, and then Melee DPS. And this is all sort of like a right before 8.1 plus 8.1 sort of primary deal where we can sort of talk about how the game is now and how maybe things will change in the future. And then when all the spec shows actually start, in 8.1 in 2019, every individual spec gets a show, which will take the breadth of the entire year. We'll be ready to go in that sense as the patches roll out 8.1, 8.2, the different raids, all that kind of good stuff. So today, healing and next week, range DPS, and then we'll go on from there. Of course, I have to do a really quick shout out because I would not be sitting in this chair if there wasn't some very special nerds supporting the show, the stream and everything in between. These are the November credits tier and higher patrons over on my Patreon page. So without them, Final Boss TV would be far less art-filled and less pretty. So if you like what I do here and want more of what we do here, there are behind-the-scenes notes and additional podcasts over on the show's Patreon page over here. We're currently, we're almost at 50. So there'll be an after show for today's show. For example, you can follow along with the show notes. There's the stuff from last week, which is the pre and post BlizzCon shows. Jesse Cox, Crendor, Preach and Novel. There's just more of this. A little bit more, you know, casual in this regard. So the State of Mythic Plus show we did, which sort of started off the idea to do the State of shows. So you can go check that out and support everything that goes on here. And of course, if you need to know where everything else is happening, finalboss.tv, the new website where all of the live stream, YouTube channel, archive, and Discord server links are all down below. Just finalboss.tv. But today, we have some returning guests and some fresh meat because I like to bring on new folks here and there. But first off, Jack, welcome back to the show, sir. You're very tall still, I can tell. Wait, why are you... I can't hear you, Jack. Jack! Oh, that's right. Push the talk. <laughs> Sorry. Got it. Remember that whole time? Push the talk to the thing. Yep, I got yeah. it. Some things never change. Hi, Jack. Hi, buddy. How's it going? You ready to talk about healers today? Always. No, no, we're not talking about just priest, all right? We're talking about healing. You, you, under, you understand? I'm going for everything. All right, I'm ready. I mean, we just talked about how you were apparently healing on a Shadow Priest the other day, which is just... Let's, let's, let's get past that part. All right, who's next on the, uh, on the list? Who's next? <laughs> Sierra is joining us back today as well. Welcome back, sir. Hello. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, stop. YouTube's going to be so bad. Hello. I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? But so you are gonna bring up all the other healers that Jack can't talk about, right? Is that is that correct? Yeah. So I'm gonna bring up the other healing spec, which is Holy Priest. And, no, wait, uh, stop. <laughs> that's not. That, no. 
Th no, there are others? There are others. We- oh, I might need to do a bit of research. You, you better talk to the other guy and I'll, I'll look at the other. <laughs> okay. The fresh meat on today's show is Volk coming us from all the way across the hecking planet. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I am excited to be here and I can't wait to discuss BFA healer balance with two priests. <laughs> I, I don't... I didn't set that joke up. My second I, tune is a misweaver. It is, but but other come on, you heal other healers. You you know, come on. We know a little bit about the other ones. Wait, you know a li only a little bit? Hmm. Not a little bit. I mean, if they can cover priest, I can cover misweaver and druid, and we'll just forget about no, shaman. No one plays shaman anyway. <laughs> I gotta play shaman, man. Kobe, Kobe's last, uh, his last act as healing officer of future is to make play shaman. But, like, I see, I don't, uh, that's going to be part of the topic that comes up, I'm sure, at some point in time here. But, like, that's not, that is sort of the, the, the prevailing wind that may or may not <laughs> go throughout the whole show today. But we'll go back around in, in reverse order now. So we have a rousing tale of keeping health bars above 0% today. And I'm going to go back to Volk. If you want to introduce yourself to the internet, I don't know, opening shout-outs, introductions, who the heck are All you? Right. I am a lifelong rester druid. I write guides, mod the Discord, and I main a uh, Mistweaver monk, actually. <laughs> Wait. I, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a touchy subject. Let's... I write for Questionably Epic, and I write for Wildhead as well. I do a lot of Mythic Plus sort of stuff, as well as the Resto Druid stuff. Fair enough. How long have you I, I, I like to, to think I've got a pretty good knowledge of most of the healers, mostly from them coming into Dream Grove to come. Okay. How long have you been doing the healing stuffs? Uh, I, since pretty much BC, I had a, a dark time in MOP where I started <laughs> tanking for a, a, a tier, but aside from that, it's pretty much always been. Yeah, we got a top 10 end of day betrayals in chat already with that, <laughs> with that introduction. Really? Yeah, pretty much. So, and Sierra, how about you, sir? For those that you mm -hmm. didn't, didn't, didn't meet you on the Mythic Plus show. So, I am Sarah, I'm a main raider in Future, and I also play in the MDI team Excels Angels. Um, in terms of writing, doing some Mythic Plus guides with Icy Veins right now, uh, yeah, that's basically me. Main, mainly known, well, last MDI, mainly known for playing Paladin, then ended up this one playing Miss Weaver, and in Raids I play Priest, so kind of a bit of everything, kind of the, the, the flip healer, basically. Okay. And then, here, I'll, I'll just do Jack's intro for him. Oh. Hi, I'm very tall. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Jack, uh, also main raider in future. Uh, I write the guys for Holy and Disc Priest for Wowhead, and I push keys on Disc and Misweaver. And I play Shamans part of the time in raids. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad for like the shaman sweeping under the rug comments we've had so far. <laughs> I don't. What do you mean? <laughs> Maybe there's like almost no better cooldown than a darkness donut with an SLT. Come on. You can't. 
No. What do you do for the other three minutes of the fight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was doing pretty good now. You figure it out. We were, we were, we were pumping in the alt runs. Zero knows. I was, I was going to say, we're, we're just playing them down. So when it comes to the questions about Shaolins, we can go, ah, surprise, we got you. They're actually not terrible. I mean, wait, we'll yeah. say that. For oh, well, I mean, yikes. I don't, I don't know about this one. But I guess the first things first, because this is like, I mean, I'm going from one yikesy topic to the next one, mostly because I just want to get this out there and quell this. I actually need to pull up the huge Wowhead resource for all the 8.1 stuff in a moment here, because that's like the giant collaborative database of all the stuff that's changing, because it's been over like multiple, multiple patches. But the one of the contentious points, mainly for only certain specs, but now I want to just pick your brains from the healing perspective, is the GCD stuff. So did anything in that realm, in the, the GCD debacle going into BFA, actually impact anything for healers, really? And I'm going to go to the Druid first, because that I'm doing this on purpose. So Volk. I think it, it strongly depends on the healing class. Like Mistweaver, I don't feel like I noticed the change pretty much at all. Whereas on Resto Druid, it's not a big power loss, but it's just it's kind of annoying. Like if I have to frenzied regen, then I've got to go bear form, I've got to wait before I can start the heal coming. It's just there are some abilities that I don't feel should be on the GCD. I've got no problem with the power being on the GCD, the big healing cooldowns. Uh innovate shouldn't be on the global cooldown and no defensive should be on the global cooldown. Innovate in particular ends up really... It's a bad design, but it's better to give the Innovate away to another healer, purely because they'll get an extra free spell from it. And I don't think they thought that through when they put it on the global cooldown to begin with. Okay. Sarah, what about you? Do you have anything to add to the, the GC thing? This is the topic to get out of the way, and then we have fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, um... Generally speaking, bearing in mind that I haven't really played much Druids, that's the one thing that I can't really talk about at all. I, I don't think it's it, that that impactful. Like, Miss Weaver, don't really notice it. Priest, both specs. Again, it's like you, you, you cast something, uh, one of your big cooldowns, and then you have to have a little delay. So that's, that's irritating, but it's not anything worse than irritating. The only thing that I do notice it on is Holy Paladin, with Wings and Holy Avenger being on yeah. the GCD now. Um, when you want to go into those big damage bursts, when you're in M plus and you go, I don't need to heal. I literally just want to destroy everything. You have to wait. I think it's like three. It's like three plus seconds where you can actually get going. You have to do that pre setup, which isn't too bad. Uh, if if you have like a five second countdown, if you go like five wings, three Avenger, two one, start going, or you know something like that, it's fine. Most tanks will just go three two one go. Let's go charging it. You know you don't have any time to actually prepare yourself for it. Other than that, I, I don't think there's it, it, it's it's irritating. So game changing, right? Oh, chat brings up the uh, rest of shaman and ascendance. Jack, this is for you then. How yeah. about Well, I was gonna I was gonna mention ascendance and it's like ascendance and rapture really that are the big ones. I think with raids for both those cooldowns, uh, it's not too big of a deal because you're just able to prepare in advance and say, oh, I know when I'm actually gonna end up using ascendance or rapture for these points. But I think in M plus, I mean, shaman already struggles in M plus, but. When you're having larger group-wide damage, you need to quickly pump out a lot of healing. That's where I think uh, both of those cooldowns become a really big problem. Because you can hit it really quickly, then you're waiting the full GCD to be able to get everybody uh, to start ramping up into that healing. Start pumping shields into the tanks or something along those lines. And I think that's where it causes a lot of problems. Yeah. I've had a couple times where like I just didn't prepare very well, and I'm trying to like spam shields into the tank, and then the tank dies in the Rapture GCD, and it's like, oh shit. <laughs> 
there's there's some of that that's being tweaked i think in 8.1 but the only thing that i thought that blizzard openly said was that defensives and not like every defensive though they didn't give a list and then movement abilities but i didn't think many movement abilities were really impacted are like it's one of those cave like blizzard cave they're probably doing this that those are being changed in 8.1 but i don't think was there anything specific Healer-wise, that you guys notice that's coming back or changing up the GCD, is Frenzied Regen, for example, going off so you can just go bear form and hit it immediately, or is that not happening? At, at least on the PTR, it's still on the global cooldown, so yeah, I don't know if they've still got more changes to come. Same with Innovate, still on the global cooldown, so if they're coming, then they should be on the PTR already. I would assume that they are not. Okay. Right. I, say, I, I, haven't, spot, I haven't spotted anything. So unless they are planning on doing an extra little wave towards the end, just tiny little tweaks here or there. Like you say, with the movement a bit. Yeah, because we haven't got a list yet. That's the one thing that I didn't see here. All the numbers and all the different, like, talent rebalancings are happening, but I didn't see that specifically yet, so. But to flip-flop to something a little bit more positive then, to get that out of the way. I changed this in the notes because I was scrolled down too far, truth be told, but I think that actually works to get that out of the way and move on. Is I want to talk about just resources that you guys want to plug and get out there to make sure people are aware of. And I have a whole bunch of things and I have my one that I'm going to open this section with to give a big shout out to all the work that gets done over at uh, Blood Mallet. So this is, and actually it's funny, I looked at this when I pulled this up and I didn't really realize that Holy Priest is on here, but none of the other healers are on here yet. Mm -hmm. So... The only, the only DPS healer spec. Right. Well, well... Is that the reason why Blood Mallet has it on here? Uh, I think it's just because people did the legwork for it. And oh, he had okay. the tools to be able to work with. Yeah, me, me, me and Elsa during the MDI did the uh, contact them and asked if we could maybe try and get some stuff in for Miss Weaver and Disc as well. It's, right. it's a work in progress. Okay. So those who don't know what Blood Mallet is, it does trinkets, Azerite traits with stacking both the tier two and tier threes and then soon to be the now the tier fours when we get that at any point one and it's a resource where you can find a ton of even like the race racial combinations which everyone's like racials impact so much like they really just don't do a whole lot i'm looking at enhancement shaman right now and it's just not even a huge deal but anyway a lot of other things so check out blood mallet if you haven't already yet for all of your azurite needs as right in trinket sims that kind of stuff but jack what do you have to let me know what's uh what's out there resource wise that you'd like everyone to know about um definitely would you know promote my own guides work that i do for wowhead for holy and disc uh we were kind of talking about earlier in the show where wow analyzer is a good tool to be able to you know start plugging into your logs and well keeping in mind you know the resources that they have on it and the contributors they have for that site are also excellent but also being able to see, like with Wow Analyzer, specific context as to what's going on with, uh, whenever you're looking at specific, you know, blog fights, whenever you're looking at some specific setups, all that stuff is always very important to look at the context and knowing whenever you want to be uh, min-maxing and using certain, sorry, using certain abilities and when you're timing them out. Yeah, I have the, the Wowhead stuff for sure, and you brought up the Wow Analyzer. I didn't have a log to plop into this, but we had talked about this before on previous healing shows in Legion. And I brought this up when we were setting up that I wanted to make sure... I was curious if this has come a long way since Legion and, and how you break down and look at your logs as a healer. Because this tool, primarily when I first was talked about 
was a healing additional. Like it was supposed to be something that helped healers realize what they were doing and help that out. But now, of course, it moves beyond there. But this just does a lot of the legwork for you. Previously, you'd have to take your log to your class Discord or something, and you'd need someone to kind of sit down with you for 10, 15 minutes. That takes out that entire part of the process, and then you can just worry about the the little intricacies and the context behind every recommendation instead of having to do all of the hard bits as well. Right. Mm. Simple things like just being able to see how valuable your evangelism was, just plug it in and you're able to see it immediately rather than having to look at your setup and... Uh, look at you know the logs and dig through them yourself on that end is really helpful yeah and some stuff that you can't easily see from logs like your uptime for efflorescence for example it's awful to try and get that information yourself from logs you've got to do a lot of work the analyzer just does it okay volk well how about you what do you have that you want to throw out there resource wise that people should know about i think the healing guides there's a lot of um i mean while here in icy veins both always have a guide for each of the specs. Sometimes one is much stronger than the others than the other, and so it's working out what's the best for Resto Druid. We've got Icy Veins is very good. I'm going to self-plug and say Questionably Epic is very good, but the other ones, not so much. And so I think it's just about working out, and I think class discords are a good place to start here, working out what the good guide for your class is. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I'm just tabbing everything unquestionably epic. Now, do you, this website, though, specifically uh, Resto Druid Guide oriented stuff, is this all by you? It's, it's Resto. It's, yeah, it, it's all written by me. It's Resto Druid aimed, but there's a lot sure. of stuff like healing trinkets that apply to all healers equally. And so hopefully all, all of the different specs can get something. Okay. But it's... it started as a Resto Druid site, and that's still. It's main strength. Okay. I don't know if you have anyone else that you, you work with together to pull all this information together you wanted to give a shout out to as well. I don't want to forget anybody. That's the kind of stuff. The entire expert and moderation team at Dream Grover are, are amazing. We do a lot of work together and everything that I write comes from stuff that they've done. So shout out to Okay. Sarah, how about you? Wrap us up with this. I mean, the, the guys have said it all, really. There's... There are so many sources of information. The one thing I would say is take it all in, read it all in its entirety and in its context as well, and sort of use a bit of logic, basically. Don't look at one guide and follow that one guide really literally. Take a little bit from everything. You know, not necessarily make your own style. You know, if, if all three guides that you read are saying, take this talent, don't go, well, you know what, I, I want to take this one because, you know, because clearly that's the one to take. But yeah, just get, gain all the information you can and then just be... What's the right word? It's not questionable, but uh, op open to you know change and, and try different things and and adapt as per your situation. Which you know, as you say, use tools like uh, the log analyzer, and they will point you in the right direction. Yeah, this is kind of the stuff the the show historically has wanted to like integrate guidey oriented stuff. We talked about talents before. We talk about Azerite traits, all this kind of stuff. But at this point. I want to discuss more about it and not just say, you know, do this or have the guests point you in this direction because those are now as the guide infrastructure and especially Discord has created this veritable bounty of information across the board. It's way easier to point you there and then you discern from that than us to jibber jab about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think those are all, all awesome. A lot of good stuff there. So now to... 
we'll go over into the sort of good, bad, or morally gray area for healer gearing. So sort of sandwiching the good stuff with, uh, well, this is different. Because I think, actually, as a healer, apparently, I was told, it's way easier to gear than, like, anyone else in the game. So the first thing I want to bring up in this thing, uh, in this section, is that if there are any, like, raised your eyes to the skies and observe, like, healer traits that you want to make sure that anyone should, you know, bees knees about. But then, of course, I'll post over Sierra first because apparently Int and Eye Level just trump everything. So you just sort of take whatever highest eye level is that true? How do healers gear in Battle for Azeroth? Generally speaking, yes. It, it's, it's one of those sentences where you have to be really careful because some people will just take it at face value and will just go, that is the highest eye level, ergo I will only use that piece. You, you know, you, you have classes like uh, or specs even like Holy Paladin, which leans a little bit more towards crit, or something like Disc, which leans a little bit more towards haste. And again, it's kind of one of those get the information, try it out yourself, have a little play around. There are some stats which you will want to go for naturally more than others. Generally speaking, yeah, you're, you're going to go for the eye level uh, on Azerite pieces as well. Generally speaking, you're going to go uh, for the eye level. With, with the traits, at the moment, I think most healers are just going archive. Like, looking at the healers who are just mostly focused on numbers, I see a lot of people just triple stacking the archive. I think Disc has, uh, what is it, Enduring Luminescence, which is, you know, maybe you'll throw mm -hmm. one of those in. Holy's got, I think it's Word of Mending, I can never remember the names. You know, you maybe you'll throw one of those in. Again, Mistweaver has, you know, the one with the uh, Revival Reduction, and, you know, there's the Essence one, which is pretty cool. Maybe you'll throw one of those in. I don't think there's anything which is... This is where you go, like, there's a rest of your tree, which is incredible. I don't think there's anything which is, like, game-breakingly good, though. Unless I'm not, not anymore after they nerfed added. Yeah. Which in, one in the current iteration of the game. Right. What did they, what did they nerf, Jack? What happened? What, what changed? Uh, a lot of classes have had, uh, like, their stackable trait, like, their best trait that stacks kind of nerfed down for healers. So, like, Swelling Streams, Gift of Forgiveness, uh, got nerfs. Uh, did Autumn Leaves? Get one as well. Yeah, they, uh, they, they nerfed Autumn Leaves as the raid went live. So just yeah. everything that we've been working on for the month previous, just throwing out in one set of hotfix. And then they buffed up uh, Archive as well. Archive. So they nerfed yeah. down everybody's specific, like, beneficial trait that interacted with your abilities or just increased the healing or damage of them or something like that by X. And then they buffed up Archive. So it's like, well, I guess we're all taking Archive now. Which is, leads me to kind of think why they're adding that extra ring, that extra ring of tier one in the next raid. Because everyone just kept taking the raid-specific traits because they were so powerful that they are just saying, well, I guess we have to make some kind of room for people to take their class-specific ones. So I guess we'll just add another ring that doesn't have any raid traits and just has your class traits on it. So that's weird. Yeah, well, those are the thing all... about archive is it was always good as well. Like it was strong in every single healing situation. Mm -hmm. It was good in mythic plus, but it was almost boringly so. Like it didn't change the way you played or anything like that. You did the same thing you would always do, but you just had an extra six hundred int or eight hundred int. Right. Yeah, it, right it, now it, I have three archives old, like... for mythic plus, and it's like eight hundred thirty, eight hundred forty yeah. intellect that you're just holding and you're moving into every single pull. Yep. I was going to say, it's one of those, like, if they make a trait where it's just a passive, it's really easy to use, so everybody takes it, because they, you do not have to think about Archive. Like, mo most uh, M-plus players, for example, they'll just stack it before you start the dungeon, put a turnip down, whack it up to 20, off you go. 
and you don't even think about it for the rest of the dungeon. But if you make traits which are impactful and do change rotation and do change things like that, then people will go, well, I have to have this trait to be good at the game. And then they complain. You know, you, you complain either way. It's either they're too passive and they're boring or they're too necessary and I feel like I have to get them. It's like you, you, they can't really win either way. They're either too boring if, or too necessary. What if all of your traits felt that way, though? What if they all felt like you needed to have them? Then you have to make an interesting choice about which must-have traits that you have to pick. I think it's only a problem if one or two traits per spec are so much better than all of the others. But if all of them are really good, then it can't be you must have one of this and one of this anymore. It becomes, which of these do I want? And I think that's what they should aim for. They're just nowhere near it at the moment. Right. Yeah. I guess the problem is, if everything is good, then you don't care. Because if everything's good, then you just get whatever you get. You don't what have anything it, to aim towards. Different things. But if it changes up your playstyle meaningfully, if it you know adds something into it, you know, then it's mandatory, right? If the other playstyles balanced bad. and they change, I was going to say because if, if they're balanced and they actually reasonably change up what's going on, then no, it should be a little bit more interesting. There yeah, is. I, very... I, I prefer traits which adapt to playstyle. Right. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things right now is like a lot of the complaints go into these things don't impact our gameplay enough. Like you know we don't even have any one twenty talents. We lost our archive or our artifact rather. Right. So those kind of things like well, what's kind of spicing things up? And we're like holy priest for example is getting you know a bunch of buffs and nerfs going into a one where it's going to change up your talent usage and maybe your playstyle a little bit, but it's not because of you you being incentivized to do it. It's because they're just buffing and nerfing the numbers. They're yeah, I'm pulling up the 8.1 consolidated post here because that's the funniest thing when you look at just all the numbers that are just being changed, which may or may not really impact anything that you may or may not do, like moving around, this and that. It's it's a lot. Buffing, then... buffing the numbers works if you've got a currently weak trait that does impact your play style, but you're right. not using it because the numbers are tuned too low. So if they bump those ones up to the point where, and I, I can't actually think of an example off the top of my head, if they bump those ones up to the point where they're powerful enough numbers-wise, then you do get that spec that changes your playstyle. That trait, sorry, that changes your playstyle. It already existed. It was just too weak before. Yeah, because I'm looking at, so just because I brought up the healer stuff right now and you, you mentioned it before, yeah, because Gift of Forgiveness apparently is being removed. Yep. And Sacred Flame is also being removed. Oh, yeah, no, no flame. What a shame. Please, no flame. But, like, <laughs> you know, and then there are other ones here, too, that are being wished in here. So, the outer trait ones, they're trying to make now the new outer traits, from what I've seen, be more like a two-piece set bonus. But, if, if, I don't know, it's like, I'm not, I don't really shout out Kib, because he's right, but damn it. He said, no matter how good... Kim, Kim's right. Yeah, no matter how good traits are, there are people that will just go look up a list of them online and complain they don't have the top one, even if it's like a 0.1% change. Which is different. That's a DPS mentality, though. Do, do healers have the same... Is that the same thing with you guys? Because if... do you? I mean, you're just taking our archive right now. Like Jack just said. It's just flat int. Or is that just because now all of your healer traits, which are the ones that you would have liked to have had that do something extra or have some sort of interaction, Blizzard was just like, eh, nah, squish them. Just get them out of there. I think it depends on the healer. Like like we said, Autumn Leaves was something which 
not necessarily change the playstyle massively, but you know, it was the trait to go for. It was the one that everyone was saying, if I'm playing this, I'm gonna go for this. Um Yeah, I don't know. It's it's as I say, it's kind of weird because whatever you do, it, it almost feels like whatever you do with traits is gonna be wrong. Because mm-hmm. you know, you will have healers who have the mentality of I have to min-max. Like, I mean, you'll have your players, you just, you just, generally speaking, you can't say all healers or do or don't. But, you know, you'll have players who say, I, I will min-max the nth degree. Even if this literally only gives you 100 more HP, I'm going to do this. And then you will have healers that go, well, the difference is so minimal. Does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? And because currently we are pretty much all using Archive, and there aren't really that many traits, which are the go-to traits, which are actually changing your playstyle, I think the vast majority of healers just go, eh? Yeah, it's sure. I've got sure. I'll put this on. I won't think about it. And there you go. Cool. Great. I think that's just the general mentality right now. Is well, who cares? You know, who cares about the traits because they don't do anything. Yeah, chat brings up that that Mistweaver might be an example of this actually working. So a font of life, an archive, and an uplifted spirits. Like all traits that are super powerful. I guess that actually do something. I don't know what all of these do. Here's another website, I guess. Here's one that I didn't plug <clears throat> that will, of course, be updated as things go forward. There's this little website. It's uh, called Azerite.info. This is where you can look up every single Azerite trait for every single class and spec in the game. So we'll go here. We'll go monk. And then we'll just type in, what is that? Font of life. There it is. So your essence font's initial heal is increased by an amount and a chance to reduce the cooldown of Thunder Focus T by one second. Okay. Is that for like each tick of font of life or each tendril or each cast? Each tick. Like, oh, sorry, each uh, cast, like whenever it hits a target, it okay. will have a chance to, uh, to reduce the cooldown. So now, this is this. Base. This is the a totally. Yeah, okay. This is a totally other thing that gets, you know, that uh, is that these tooltips don't tell you what they do, but that's just me in this damn mm. game for so long. But. So if you if you have upwelling which increases the amount of targets that you're going to hit with essence font, right? You just end up hitting like the entire raid and your thunder focus T, which is usually like a thirty second cooldown, it gets cut in half a lot of times. Okay. And just continue charging up your thunder focus T, extending the ratio of your renewing mists. Right. GG. Yeah. So with upwelling, it's super powerful. So that makes a fun trait. Mm-hmm. Then that's a good trait. It's fun to see your your cooldown reduction just start ramping up like that and be able to say, oh, I almost have Thunder Focus T, you know, let me use that real quick and then I can Essence Font again and get it back really quick. Right. Hmm. I think that, that that's the word we're not using is synergy. I think that's the word that oh, we're trying to use. Sure. It's basically, if, if you think about it, that, that trait can impact on a talent. It, very, like, you, you probably wouldn't, but if there was, you know, uh, what's the other one where you get double casts on thunder folks to the other uh, talent in that row maybe you wanted uh, to take that thunder ta- yeah maybe you would naturally want to take that for whatever reason um but then you got hold of a a font trait and you go oh well hey maybe this might convince me to switch over depending right. on what the situation which is nice to see having having traits which can switch talents up because then you get those different builds and then you have more of a choice between okay well I want to aim for these traits to play this build, or you know, switching between traits, things like which at the moment we just don't have, like this because because it, it's all just static and passive, right? And you need to be closer together as well. Like yeah. at the moment, upwelling is so far ahead of any of the other options on that tier that it doesn't impact your talent choice purely because they're just they're too far apart. 
Yeah. Right. No, I think that's what players mostly want, is what you just said right there, is they want things to be able to wiggle those around, but if people are just taking the passives that affect anything, they'll just take the, the cookie-cutter build. Yeah. Because it's interesting to see how, because the, the default is upwelling, well, the natural sort of logic there would be, okay, well, if one talent isn't very good, buff the talent. The counter-argument to that could be, we'll bring in a new trait to buff the talent, and then you get a good trait, and you get a good talent, but at that point, is the trait slightly pointless? Because you may as well just buff the talent and not have the trait, if you see what I mean. Oh, you'd have to massively buff, like in this example, versus like Focus Thunder versus like Upwelling in a raiding environment, you'd have to make the trait ridiculously powerful in order to outweigh the power that Upwelling already has. So when there is an imbalance between talents already and you want to make talents to incentivize you to take, or traits to incentivize taking certain talents, then something's kind of got a gift to be able to balance out that bar there. You know, you either have to make a really overpowered trade or work to balance out the talents to make, you know, choosing one or the other more situational or something like that. But if you take this one trade, it puts you over the top. So right I now, do I, agree think the I, I, yeah. do, I agree with the idea that your traits could impact your talents since that's something we saw a little bit with autumn leaves, but in a more negative way. But I just, I think they need to, if that's their design idea, they need to capture it much better than they have, and the talents already need to be closer together. Mm -hmm. Right. I think right now they also have just been a little bit too safe with their traits, right? I they mean, I know that we, we don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. We uh, we don't want to start off with like the best goods available or anything. We want to grow them over time. Right. But going into the second raid, and uh, at least I can speak for a priest, I haven't really seen anything that super changes the game for me. I get like a little proc I can mix in every now and again. I get a little buff to another trait, but that's kind of about it. Right. It's actually funny. I don't want to go on this too much longer because I wanted to get to the next. The next topic sort of feeds into all of this, but it's there's a huge post that you made on Questionably Epic about Autumn Leaves, and I know this has been a trait that's been a while, and if you don't know about this, if you're not playing the rest of Druid's side of the game, Autumn Leaves is if, if your Rejuvenation is your only hot effect on the target, it increases its heal by a flat amount. And at first, players might be like, oh, so it just makes Rejuve stronger if I'm not healing with anything else besides Rejuve. But then the math that I understand of this is that, well, how does that even work with Harmony? Because you want more HOTs on a target to have Harmony work to buff all your HOTs. So why does this trait counteract my mastery, which is the whole point? See what I mean? Like, what? Yeah, it was, it was sort of directly antithetical to the basic druid design. Put your hots up yeah. and, and stack them as much as you can. And so it was weird like that. And people overcommitted to it as in they, they they took everything else off their bars except rejuve. Like we had to we had to convince them that their other spells were even still worth casting after they had it. So it wasn't a nice bonus if you could only get a rejuve to the target anymore. It was, why should I even cast anything else? And that's not actually how the math for it panned out. Pretty much all of your spells were still worth casting. It just restricted your talent choices a bit. Yeah. But people who... And that's why we wrote the article on it, because people just weren't casting anything but Rejuve. Right. And all of your other spells were still really good. They just... They read it, and they took it to its most extreme. And it could have been balanced to its most extreme, but it wasn't. And so all of your, your other casts were still good. You would still regrowth if it would save someone's life. Swiftman was still really good. Eflo, still probably the best spell in our kit. Life Bloom was still worth putting on the tank. 
but they skipped past all of that and just went to, okay, we'll push rejuve only. Yeah. Which is basically how we played in tier 19. So it was a familiar playstyle. I, I was going to say, it's what you were doing. It anyway, was basically so. Nighthold, yeah. So all of that said feeds into these next three bullet points that I have here. We can sort of bounce between any of them because they all sort of squish together is the healer meta. And I always bring up this and we'll have this on the, the tanking show and the ranged DPS show and the melee DPS show coming up soon, right? Just could get like a, a litmus test of how this works. But the healer meta and how do you gents feel about the prevailing wind that we've been talking about throughout the show? And we start off with that. How is Battle for Azeroth treating its healers right now? Because it goes sort of back and forth from expansion to expansion, right? Either... They can all work, and you can make a healing team, and it's all good. Or there's obviously some sort of wrench in the cogs of the system that is may or may not be clogging things up between the healer specs right now. We were all sort of, when beta cap happened, we were like, oh, this is coming back, and powered shield spam is coming back, and oh, it's gonna, oh, it's gonna be warlords all over. But it's, so what is the healer womp, meta? Womp. Yeah, womp womp, exactly. So, uh, Jack, yeah, start us off here. Yeah, what you... Jack, how, how's Disc being treated this expansion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, at least speaking from old year, Disc was absolutely dominant uh, and absolutely shredded most of progression with just doing as much damage as tanks, doing more healing than any of the other healers, and bringing barrier utility alongside of it. So, uh, they absolutely shredded it. But I think it was kind of... It seemed almost like there was a utility tax that was given to... Uh, Holy Paladins and Resto Shamans, in addition to some of the fights, for example, being unfavorable towards getting like a good Spirit Link totem or getting people to actually stand in your healing ring, like that it just feels like a nightmare fight for a Resto Shaman. Uh, so those things kind of come out of you know, where we're seeing the healers in the meta for old year. But I think going into like 8-1, I think the balance once we get into like Battle for Desire Lore, it looks pretty good so far. After doing all the mythic testing they had available, all the heroic testing, uh, I don't know if they quite went far enough with this to be quite honest because it's still really strong uh but i think the, the balance of the healers is going to get a lot closer in eight one okay yes that's the question yeah do you have any pet peeves about this expansion while healing sarah you're the one that is doing all the mythic plusy stuff i don't know what is your take on all this i'm gonna make a very bold claim uh-oh the healers as they are are fine now, I know that is a very bold statement to make, <laughs> but it is in the context of, you have to think about, like Jack said, different bosses require different kinds of healing. There will be some okay. bosses which absolutely destroy the tanks, and if you put, for example, a Holy Paladin up against a Resto Shaman, well, the Holy Paladin naturally will be better. If you have a fight like, um, you know, let, let's think about a good, good staff for like Varimatris, actually, from um, from Antorus, where everybody stacks all the time. Things like Shamans, things like Resogeris, things like Dispriests, they're just naturally going to look better. I think this tier was very unfavorable towards Shamans. I think this tier was very favorable towards Disc in most circumstances. So people... I mean, so people what, just what, went, what fight uh -oh. is bad for Disc? Could you name a there fight which is, isn't good? Like, <laughs> there are there fights which are slightly else. irritating. Exactly, that's, that's the worst you get as a disc priest. It was a little bit annoying. I, I topped healing, but it was a little bit annoying. Yeah, that was like mid yeah. I'm like, oh, I got I got orb done. One of my ramp ups. That kind of sucks. But like, I think as long as you go in, as long as you go in with the mindset of 
I know what my strengths are and play towards your strengths, you'll notice that your class is actually fine. Even if you don't think it's that good. And, and as well, healer, a lot of it is, is basically based on where do I get to put my CDs? Is somebody else trying to snipe me? Is somebody sticking a revival in front of it? Something like that. You can basically make anything look good unless we get like deep into farm and then everyone has an opportunity to just pad the meters and there is one spec which just cannot get close to all the other ones. But at that point, it's too late anyway. Right? Yeah, I mean, no, no one really cares about farm logs, really. They're for farm. Exactly. Well, some people do. But I think it was also kind of an interesting tier with Oldier uh, as we had or like new play styles coming out. I, I think in this in the case of like Resto Shaman, how people were kind of playing at the start versus how they've been playing now. And it wasn't really any of the buffs or nerfs that were super changing and, or incentivizing them to change up their play style. It was people just discovering other things where first they say, oh, Cloudburst replaces our healing stream totem. Well, that must suck. And then everyone's running with Cloudburst and actually destroying with Cloudburst now. Yeah. Thanks to like pumping up and charging up their, uh, charging up their Cloudburst via Wellspring, right? And taking advantage of like the little wellspring bug where it's just supercharging your cloud burst, explode for a bunch of healing, and now you're actually being shown up on the meters. And as long as you're actually able to keep people, you know, in range and hit a lot of targets with your wellspring, you're gonna be very successful there. So I think like Shaman, for example, was a class that had a weird playstyle at the start, got got some buffs, started changing their playstyle, and now is in a very strong position, and they're gonna receive I believe some minor buffs going into eight one, if I remember right. Yeah, so I think that it's actually going to be really powerful going into the next raid, though. There, well, the biggest thing about the rest of Shaman, if you want to bring that, uh, I have the stuff right here, is mostly the chain heal. So chain heal is receiving a pretty substantial 35% more spell power bump. So 105% to 140% spell power. And it doesn't diminish the same way. Yeah, it's 30... I had the drop-off. Right. Yeah, 30% with each jump. Two to begin with. There's still this stupid, like, looking at Chain Heal, there's that, like, hidden passive that comes in here. Yeah, they've cleaned up a little, little bit. But yeah, they basically just buffed Chain Heals overall, and then flatly just 30% with each jump. And it'll be three in total, like it's supposed to be. The tooltip says two, but that stupid hidden tooltip that adds plus one. Yeah. So... Because apparently, like, no one uses Chain Heal anymore, which is the funniest thing to me as a Shaman player of old, is that that was, like, all you spammed back in the day, and now now you're just like, what's Chain Heal? Ooh. So. Oh, then High Tide. Oh, yeah, High Tide was changed now that it's... Yeah, no reduce with each jump, which the huge spell power jump is going to be huge with that. And... Wait, the new tooltip is weird. What the heck does this read as? says every zero mana you spend, which will be obviously an amount. I think it's like 40,000 or something like that. 30, 40,000. Yeah, but it brings a high tide, making your next two chain heals heal for an additional 20% and not reduce with each jump. So it's like an actual ebb and a flowing kind of a thing with it. Yeah. Trying to bring high tide up to just being one more target. So. Yeah. Trying to. Trying to do something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to spend a massive amount of mana to be able to right. get that chain heal buff at last... I mean, I don't think you can bank it forever. Oh, it's 25 seconds? Yeah. So you can't really bank it forever until that time where you super need it or something like that. 40,000 so. mana and gives a buff for 25 seconds. Yeah. Hmm. They might need to lower the 
mana spent to make that a rotational thing. Interesting. Or they just keep taking Wellspring. <laughs> or they keep taking Wellspring. Yeah. It's uh. just... But hey, Wellspring being good, I would say, is a win. I talked about that during my beta testing because Wellspring was a joke in Legion. So, but little things like that can come up for sure. But um, you, Sarah touched on the whole every healer is good. Kind of, every healer is fine. You can play whatever you'd like. So the, the big thing that comes out more in the scope of the DPS community but for healers, then, is there, like, a which is best time to re-roll? What do you want to put a moratorium on in, in that sense? Because there are six specs that heal, but outside of the Discipline Priest potential... Do you have to do the whole, like, re-roll nonsense? Do you need to, like, quell that? I think the problem is that... And they see it a lot in the high-end community. Every right. super high-end healer might have a few different healers they can play. And maybe they'll swap between them depending on what is best. But for 99% of the population, they're not going to see any type of performance increase changing from a mid-tier healer to a top-tier healer. I mean, the difference between the specs is 10%. Maybe the utility is better. Maybe they offer some better DPS. Purely from how well you know how to play your own spec, all the experience you have, that adds up to way more than the 10% you're going to gain from re-rolling. Unless you're doing it over a super long term. If you're doing it at the beginning of an expansion, then it can work fine. But then power levels aren't well established yet. So I think that if people aren't playing the best possible thing, they start to worry that they could do better on any other spec. And I think most of the time that just doesn't come true. Right. I mean, even when I played Mistweaver through a lot of old deer, like I wasn't performing as well as I would on Arresto purely because I was still learning as I went. And it actually takes quite a long time to be able to play a healer at a, an ultra-high level. And I think most people underestimate that. Okay. And you kind of have to reset the, the learning process. You know, if you're already well on your way to learning one class, but you think that you're struggling on it, starting completely fresh to learn something new, I mean, some classes have variance in terms of the skill cap required to it, but at the same time, you, know, you have to look at what you're going to be comfortable with and what you're already learning and you know how you're going to be able to perform in future fights. Yeah, exactly. And tiers are short. By the time you fully yeah. pick up and learn the new spec, another one is on top, and then you have to relearn again. And so I think if you enjoy them all equally, fine, play what's strongest. But if you enjoy one more than the others, then don't worry too much if it's 5% weaker. Right. So that... I was going to say... Well, go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead. I, I was just going to add on to the end of that. that there is only one time where I would say you should consider re-rolling, well, maybe two times. One is if you're just not enjoying the spec. Like, if, if you are just flat out not enjoying playing, re-roll. Even, even if it's disc, right? And, and disc is like the OP thing, crazy madness. If you don't enjoy it, don't play it. There's no point. Right. The only other time would be if your guild needs something. For example, I play the flip. So if we need a second disc, I'll play disc. If we need a misweaver, I'll play misweaver. If we need a paladin, I'll play paladin. You know, if your guild needs something and you don't mind taking the hit, and you don't really mind going, okay, well, maybe this isn't quite as fun, maybe this isn't the thing which is getting to be top of the meters all the time, then sure, go for it. But otherwise, you know, like the guys have said, it's so minimal. Like, play play what you want to. Literally, play whatever you want to, and the rest will be fine. Just assign your CGs properly. Right. Yeah, maybe if your healing comp is super weird, like if you're, you're running with friends and you've somehow ended up with four druids or something, it might be okay for a couple of you to play different things. <laughs> The big, the big thing is, yeah, <laughs> the big thing is gonna be making sure people aren't standing in fire. You're performing mechanics correctly, you know, all that other stuff. So. 
But that, that's the thing, right? We, we joke about that. That comp can be viable. If you want to make that work and you want to put the time in, you can make that work. It's not going to be pretty, <laughs> but it is going to be. I'd, I'd watch that stream. Damn. You'd watch that. See, now that, that feeds right into the healer niche discussion, which has become much more of how sort of everything gets delineated now, especially in BFA. It started with Legion, but then it kind of, that was mostly like, do you have your best legendaries? No? Oh, well then. Now it's, what does you what do you bring like what is what is what what healer brings x y and z in this this niche right so and more and more often within the realms of the game now players across the board are looking to find what they excel at right what they bring to the raid and many players have grown to know the recent rise in power of the mistweaver most notably for a ring of peace i suppose many of you may or may not know of the spell it's pretty good which they had in Legion, but they all took their their stun back then. So now when they have the stun baseline and can take Ring of Peace, oh, interesting. But do you have any pros and cons for like the healer is best suited for X, Y, or Z? And I don't know, Jack, do you want to go with this? What do you think healer niches? Uh, I think right now you have Mistweaver and Pally who are able to handle a lot of like focused and spot healing effects. Are usually extremely powerful. I mean, Mistweaver, you have a, a massive amount of their healing just coming from Essence Font, in addition to uh, putting any spot healing onto targets that already have Essence Font on them to allow their mastery to trigger twice, which is always really powerful. Um, but, you know, how powerful Statue is, things like that. Uh, there was hope, for example, that like the Rising Mist kind of kick weavy build would uh, get some kind of traction or something early on, but then that just quickly got evaporated when not only was the tank weaving, up upwelling type build just much better, but it was also a lot more necessary for the content. There was a lot more spot healing required. Uh, there was, you know, a very high value out of just taking statue and making sure it's channeling into the tank all the time, right? Uh, disc kind of fits into everything, and like we talked about earlier, it doesn't really have any bad fights, uh, and you're able to see, you know, if we have any mobility requirements, I think, you know, Rest of Druid can kind of shine, but we didn't really have too much of that. I think one thing that helped us out a lot was like Mythic Cahoon, where we needed Arrested Druid just to toss more hots on the targets before they ran up for their trench runs on, on Mythic. Right. But otherwise, we didn't see anything that specifically was like, we really want to have Arrested Druid for this. And then yeah. Holy Priest just absolutely pumps healing all over the place. And once we start getting some more stack fights, like I think we'll get in Dazar lore, I think Shaman's going to just really destroy things um, when we get into those. Gotcha. Yeah, it's sort of this all like funnels together too. Uh, I'll bring this up after the break, but I don't know, Volk, did you want to add anything to the healer niche role as the druid, but you play Mistweaver? <laughs> the option always comes up about healers doing damage, and Jack touched on it before too, in the raid setting. So what do you what do you have for that in niches from the druid perspective? I think for damage in particular, Mistweaver was absolutely awful for it in Odia because Odia was famously melee unfriendly. Uh, and to DPS as Mistweaver, you've got to get in there into melee and you've got a DPS. So you're effectively taking a melee slot on a lot of those fights if you want to deal damage. So right. aside from Zul and I think Fetid, I pretty much didn't. DPS and even on fitted it was only at the beginning of the fight because as soon as the debuffs went out you didn't want it to be anywhere near melee because god forbid you give them a debuff you'll never hear the end of it and so 
I think that DPS is a niche that Mistweaver was really bad at. I think Disc was very good at it. I think Resto Druid can be very good at it on the right fight. I think Cat Weaving can keep up with Disc even. It just requires a lot more time DPSing, whereas Disc, it's all... A Disc doesn't all lose any rolled healing. in. Exactly, it just doesn't lose any healing to DPS, whereas yeah. we lose a lot of our healing to DPS. Um, but I think for healers in general, niches overlap a lot more now. Like uh, Jack mentioned Resto Druid was very good as a mobile healer, but that wasn't our main strength this tier. Like our main strength this tier was strong cooldowns. The problem was is that niche overlaps with Disc Priest, and Disc Priest did it better and more frequently. Yeah. And so I think if Disc never existed, then you would have bought Resto Druid to a lot of those fights for cooldowns. But disc did exist, and it was a, a little bit too strong. Type the damn thumbs up, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think niches yeah. overlap a lot more now. When it comes to mobility, Druid and Mistweaver are both very good after the Essence font change for BF. Okay. Right, right. One, one thing about the damage, you know, everyone's talking about, um, you know, you've got the, uh, the, the disc changes coming in, obviously, with the damage, which, you know, I think it will lower it a bit, maybe, as Jack said, not quite enough. Um, one thing people aren't talking about, uh, Mistweaver damage, they're buffling, crackling uh, Jade Lightning. So, we're going to be Whoa, totally fine. About time. Uh, nobody's talking about that buff. But you know, we don't have to be damage. in melee anymore. Hold, but does hold it deal on. damage they, on time zero? Mm, who cares? We can now... have buff it by, like, 300% or... <laughs> 5,000. It's something. Like, I'm... I would cast it sometimes. If the if the raid leader calls all healers DPS, I'll sit there with my shitty Jade Lightning and pretend <laughs> like I'm trying. I'm Everyone helping. in the raid knows that it's not I'm doing contributing. Anything. It's more oh, of a just... moral victory. Hold on. Oh, I'm, looking, I'm looking at CJL. At currently... You see, well, C, so CJL ticks instantly now, but yes. it actually is... It is... It's nerfed from what I'm reading here. In the consolidated post, it actually has its less attack power scaling. 27.9 to 22.4. Don't, don't ruin my thunder. But is it because it, it's, it's making a tick on cast? And that, that's why yeah. they move I mean, to the damage? I don't yeah, know. I was going to say, if you break your CC, it's usually for breaking CCs or just, you know. Well, notably as well, if, if it ticks instantly, yeah, it'll apply the monk debuff, the physical damage taken With increase like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, so on Fitted, for example, we would have our Mistweavers attack the adds and apply the debuff to them. And right. with the current Jade Lightning design, you have to wait until the first tick actually hits. Yeah. But if you get interrupted by, you, you kind of had to play around the stomp. So ticking immediately is kind of nice, but okay. it's still a garbage yeah. spell. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> so I was just making sure on the same page, if, if that's the change that isn't listed here, because not in the notes, it doesn't say it ticks on cast, but that's, so that's probably why mm -hmm. they've shifted the attack power down a bit, but you can literally do damage with it on cast now, which is nice. It's a good change, but they yeah. could have made it do damage as well. I could have. <laughs> they, they could have just buffed damage. That would have been a better increase of damage is to actually give. I, more I'm damage. happy with it ticking on time zero. I think that's huge. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I yeah, guess they good. don't want monk to be good range DPS. They want you to have to go in there and fist course, weave course, if you want to deal any damage. That's just. But then we go in and we don't do any damage with fist weaving anyway. I hey, yeah. this hey, it's, good, it's a good. It's hey. a good point. Hey, but we do have rushing jade wind. Uh, just, not leave rushing, but, uh, just leave the damage to me. Crane. That's the one. Yeah, spinning crane. Well, then, 
Don't bring up spinning that brain. That must be a any... really engaging AoE rotation, just spamming that one <laughs> any... button. Any poor Windwalker monks out there are going to hear Spinning Crane Kick and they're going to remember back when they had those awesome traits they could stack and those don't exist anymore. Don't shh, just... I did that on purpose. Womp womp. Womp womp. I'm sorry. <laughs> DPS things. Meh. DPS things. But all right. I want to get to the mixed bag section of the show and go through a whole bunch of random questions and let chat chime in. So if you gents want to walk away for a moment, I'm going to blather on about a few things for a few minutes here and sort of plug some in in, in the middle of the show commercial breaky kind of stuff but the first things first healer show i'm wearing the son of the wolf shirt this is by faye Bellina. so if you want to support what the show is in, in a more physical sense this is available of course on the shows designed by humans apparel store as well as many other designs that have been put together by faye Bellina or otherwise but that is the little anduin little pupper gray mane those are all of course over there on the Design by Humans page for Final Boss TV. Just don't worry about this shirt of my face. Don't don't worry about that. But the Azerite Day shirt we just had out here. And again, Little Arthas, that's Fabelina. All the ones we can see here. Tutron did this awesome all-over sort of End of Legion shirt idea. There is the Little Son of the Wolf right there, too. So you can go check out any of that stuff if you want to support the show in a physical sense. Then go for it. And, of course, this keeps allowing me to have the budget to get more awesome art like this made. So please feel free to go check that out. And of course, if you want more of the show, which is what you're listening to right now, after shows or the pre-shows or the notes you can follow along or the individual additional like behind the scenes shows that I'll do just one-on-one -on -one with you guys. If you want that, if you want behind the scenes stuff, ask me about what's going on. We have a show coming up for that in December where we'll talk about the epic wild battles of history. That of course is all over there on the show's Patreon page. That's linked down below, of course. And we have the, oh, if you want a rant, if you, if you like rants, the episode we had, the, uh, the post BlizzCon show with Preach and Novel, Preach had some things to say. You can go check that out over on the Patreon page again as well. And then there's the little snippet we had from the Dick Cox and Crendor show, and then the Mythic Plus show, and it goes on and on. There's almost 50. We're at 46 to be 47 today. These are all the extra audio-only podcasts that are behind there. You can go check those out if you'd like and support the show, the stream, and everything in between. I mean, if you miss any shows, of course, they're all archived up on the YouTube channel, and you can also listen to the audio-only version of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, I believe still, unless it's been changed, and Google Play Music. All of that is linked right on the FunnelBoss.tv website. You go to the podcast section up here at the top, and then there's all these. If you want the RSS feed as well, I can give you that. You can just hit me up on Twitter and I can give you the RSS feed and you hook that up into whatever podcast device you listen to two podcasts on. And then whenever we upload a new one, you'll just have it right there. So either one, all that works. It's where you can find it. Links, of course, down below for the guests in the video description box on YouTube or right here. They're coming up on your little lower thirds. There are Twitters and Twitches and websites all right down there. But... If you have questions, now's the time you want to drop those in chat. I have a whole bunch of sort of canned questions here quick that will sort of weave in some live Q&A. I think it's just Jack and myself right now. Jack, just you and me, Jack. That's it. Uh-oh. Fighting against the world. Fighting we the just, power. <laughs> yeah. Just, just you and me. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do all the Q&A stuff. That means I get the rest of the shirts, right? Well, I mean, uh, hey man, if, if they're not here, they can't get the shirts. <laughs> so I'd like one of the, uh, you know, the 
the all bay what was it what, what did you call it again oh it's i'll be your bay all bay. over print I'll, I'll be your bay yeah uh i'll, I'll take one please. it's it's so awful and amazing at the same time don't even <laughs> don't even it's really good I'll, I'll wear it for you oh if i send you my own merch you'll wear yeah. it, Is that how it yeah yeah okay yeah all right let's buy a section of your your body one day okay but so I mean, the first question we can open up with here is, and when Sierra gets back, we'll just bring him into it. Is he sort of the thoughts towards 8.1? And we've sort of like talked about that a little bit throughout the show, but updates on the horizon that maybe big changes you're looking forward to in the patch because side kind of an unfortunate side effect of what we've kind of used to now is the last two expansions in a row. The launch of the game isn't necessarily the launch of the game. 8.1, 7.1, those are the big launches to the game, I guess. But at any key points, I mean, we just brought up the Mistweaver thing before the break. But anything else that you are looking forward to, Jack, we'll go with you first, that is specific that you may want to point out? 8.1? Uh, I think bringing back the incursion is going to be really nice. The alt catch-up uh, mechanics that are coming in will be quite nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to have like the new raid as soon as possible, obviously. Uh, but I very much prefer that they're waiting uh, until after January, or well, waiting till January to be able to release it because that way we'll have the polish. That way we're not progressing during uh, the holiday season or anything right. like that. So that'll be nice. Um, one thing that I think is severely missing is some Mythic Plus affix changes. We've been getting like kind of like a trickle of affix changes that have been. Very minor in some cases, and well, the explosive not nerf was huge. <laughs> I think it's a lot more on the quantity of explosives that you have. Like, oh sure, so it's okay if they have a ton of health and you need somebody to focus them, but when you have no idea how many are actually going to be popping up at once, and then having explosives spawning off of other explosives, then like you kind of get problems. Is that... Or you have some things yeah. that don't really work the way you want them to? Sure. So they'll say, oh, if you hard CC a mob. It will not spawn explosives. But if you enter into combat with that mob first, then it does spawn explosives. So before you pull, if you paralyze, you know, the skeleton that's infested, yeah. then you pull everything else. No explosives. But if you tag all the skeletons at once and then you CC it, then it spawns explosives. So like little things like that. Or the grievous change, where it doesn't quite work as intended or as it seems to want to, where oh. the first tick of grievous hits for zero. And instead of it stacking every other tick, it starts stacking off the first tick. So it ticks. So it's one stack of Grievous, then it ticks for zero, then it goes to two stacks of Grievous. Then it ticks for two. Then it ticks twice, and then goes to three stacks. There's like weird stuff like that where we keep on getting right uh, that comes into it. But we oh. still have these like massive polarizing weeks between Mythic Plus, which mm. at, at this point, once I'm done rating, that's my favorite part of the game. And it feels like you're not really progressing because the third-party system in Raider IO only encourages the highest level of keys. Sorry, we're getting into a little rant here, but no, it's good. It's, it's still it's still happening. We're still, still we, we're in the we, the only system that we have for like progression and tracking progression is oh, how well is my Raider IO score looking? You know, and then you go on to well, there's no kind of like end of season rewards. We have these season changes of all these other things that are happening, but it doesn't seem like there's any mounts, pets, titles glory incentives for continuing to push besides a little bit of extra loot more titan forge stuff like that so compared to like previous expansions with like 
an entire set of class-specific transmog that it will be unobtainable after you leave, like in Mr. Pandaria. That was like amazing. Yep. And the Paladin mog is still like one of the best out there, right? Yep. No, the Power Ranger. Yeah, I thought mog. that they wanted to do that. I thought they wanted to do that because there were even data mined achievements saying mm -hmm. do a 15 mm -hmm. in every dungeon. And maybe a 15 is too low for the ultra high pushes, but like at least something. It's but something. Then, it's something. Were they, were they ever, yeah, were, were they ever put into the game because nope. they're on Wowhead, but there doesn't seem to be any evidence of them actually existing part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a, it feels kind of like a step back from like challenge modes, which were giving different rules. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of like a lot of the weapon mogs, but it was cool. You got like a massive selection of weapon mogs, and then you got a. Uh, mount that like was really cool this new mount yeti. beautiful yeah you got the big yeti you got the the phoenixes or like four colors of phoenix that you could get you got the instance teleports which were really cool you know and i'd like that back because like i think the dungeons are improved but when you have certain weeks that are face roll and other ones that are just a massive pain then you have these like really hot or not weeks where everyone binges as much, much mythic plus as they possibly can in this week and then everyone takes off the next one. And it's like, I kind of want to, it feels good when people are constantly playing. You're able to have a reason to log in every week like that, right? So that's that's a funny, oh. that side point is definitely. End rant. Yeah, end rant. Because I was mostly trying to focus on any healer 8.1 <laughs> changes. Yeah, 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 my bad, my bad. No, you're, you're, you're okay. Because my, my thing that I thought you were going to open up with was the fact that Holy Priest gets focus will. Uh, they already had it. They just drop a stack of focus will. Right. Oh, wait, they wah, lost wah, wah. a stack? I think, it, I think yeah. it's Shadow that's gaining. Oh, it's yeah, Shadow I think Shadow gains, gains focus roll. Oh, that's well, Holy I'm... and Disc had it, but yes. now they only get one stack of it. But that one was, stack. like, totally irrelevant. Yeah, usually you would, it's, usually it would stack up whenever you get melee attacked. Oh, if you're, okay. like, a Holy or Disc Priest getting melee attacked, you're probably dead in a raid environment. So, yeah. not like, oh, I'd love to have this buff. Oh, yeah. this Shadow like, gets it. I'm it's, getting murdered. Tank. It's hard to look through all of these things. Yeah, 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 they're doing that. There's so many small changes in this gigantic list. So, okay. Fair enough. What is... Goodness. All these little things. But yeah, if you guys have anything else that you're looking forward to 8.1... Go for it. Even though it's says... I think some some trinkets, some trinkets that aren't just stat sticks would be really nice. And we've got a few oh, of them in the new yeah. raid, so... I get it, it's the start of the expansion, and it was the same at the start of the Legion. Most of the trinkets were either stat sticks or so terrible that you would never ever want to wear them, like Horn of Cenarius. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the next tier of trinkets, and some of them look pretty interesting. And I'm looking forward to disc sniffs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be enough. The Yes, but actually, that piggybacks on uh question in chat, uh, Peo said, what do you think needs to be... needs to be brought down with discipline to bring them back in line. Blizzard seems to be touching the mana efficiency and damage, my gut says, that so long as they can bring the burst healing with the frequency they do, they'll be near mandatory in some fights. And if we're, we're talking about the actual numbers, so again, this is, hopefully they'll do this because they did with Enhancement Shaman, the aura for discipline is going to negative 16. So that's negative 16% damage and healing. And then for damage spells. For, well, for your for damage and spells, yeah. Smiting Shattered mm -hmm. Pain. You're right, you're right. Uh, but a totem is going down to 55% from 60. Powered Shield is getting a 7.5 second window of time where you cannot reshield up from 6. 
Yeah. And mana cost. And mana cost going up? Is it really? It still is 2.7 as well. Oh, change 2.5 base to 2.7 base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a little bit for discipline. Not enough, though. Well, they added in um, Weakened Soul again in 8.1. Previously, yeah. that did not exist, and you could keep on spamming it with the same shield into a target. But yeah. it's pretty irrelevant in a raiding environment because there's no reason to shield the same target twice, really, unless sure, you're using Rapture, for example. And even then, in a raid environment, it's pretty rare. Right. But Rapture doesn't get affected by it. So the Weakened Soul effect is pretty much non-existent uh, in a raid right now. That doesn't really change what's going on with the spec. But I think in order to properly balance it, I think they need to have another revamp, basically, of discipline. And it's kind of a problem right now because they, they even said in the last Q&A, Ian was talking about it, where hey, the average disc player, the average healers are all really close to each other. They're all kind of doing what they need to do. Yeah. We're pretty happy with that. But the difference is that when you add a when you have a class that has a very high skill cap and you have high skill potential, then you either tune it to a level that, okay, the average players are all balanced together. But then when they're playing at the top level, those people are just going to massively outperform uh, other healers who are also playing at their top levels. You know, I think that's what happened a lot with uh, Uldir in particular, where fights like Mithrax just, just, just obliterated on early progression. Like They're far away ahead of everybody because of how much damage they could do, the fight setup, the damage patterns, right? Yeah. So I think in order to balance it, because uh, if they went along the lines of like taxing damage, because you deal damage, you do less healing or something like that. I think you would get to the point where the average player would get into the inviable or unviable zone or just be really weak to a lot of people, but then the top levels of players would still be viable, still be considered, right? right. I don't know if they want to really do that. So I think it will kind of have to put it into a position where... The spec becomes more accessible and skill cap type thing gets reduced, but that seems just more like a massive undertaking. So I think that they either break what they've already built, which is probably the most fun disc spec has been in years. I think where yeah. you're you're rewarded for making good decisions and you're still, you know, having skillful play involved. So they either kind of break that, which will frustrate a lot of people, rightfully so. Or you have some kind of redesign that will somehow manage to capture uh, you know, skillful gameplay being encouraged and make it in some way able to be balanced. So, I have a it's question. Mm. What do you think would happen? Just spitballing, just for the sake of it. What do you think would happen if they just made the cooldown on Radiance double? So you, you're, where you place the Radiances is more impactful because that is one way of easily spreading a large number of atonements. Do you think that would change anything? Is that perhaps, as opposed to just looking at the raw numbers, we're sort of saying the solution is, well, look at the way that it plays. Would that change anything, or would it just be change for the sake of change? I think it'd be, it would be frustrating, for example. I mean, because right now that's, what, 20-second cooldown, if I remember correctly, uh, for Radiance Charges. And you have a minute-and-a-half cooldown now with a recent change to Evangelism. So in that example you would basically just hold make sure that you have your radiance charges available for every single evangelism cooldown so your evangelisms which is most of your healing or a very large chunk of your healing would still be very effective it would just be you playing maybe a little more aggressively with your mana using more shadow men's or using shadow covenant in between 
to still consume your mana, still spend your mana appropriately, and have like this kind of mini ramps in between your evangelism where you're getting like eight to twelve atonements out for like this one mechanic here. And then you ramp up as usual or something like that for your evangelism. So it definitely would slow uh, it it slows it down a little bit. I mean the the ninety second cooldown up from seventy is still still pretty noticeable, no? That's what that's what Sierra is getting at. I think it would be noticeable, but I don't, but I don't know if that would be. Uh, I don't know if it would be enough because I mean, like right now, minute and a half cooldown in evangelism is fine. It'll probably mess you up in some areas where it previously would not, especially when we go back into Aldir and realize we're holding on to our or we have to hold on to our CD longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, it mimics a raid wide quality cooldown on a minute and a half CD. It just requires a proper setup. It requires the you know the proper uh, preparation really to take advantage of. Of course, because that's that's what I'm thinking. If if you can limit the number of powerful setups, because we all agree, Disc is a fantastic burst healer. If mm-hmm. you can sort of push that to be its niche, if you can say, well, you're a burst healer outside of your burst windows, you're not really that impactful. You're mostly there for the damage, and then let the other healers fill in. D- does that maybe give Disc the sort of change it needs? Give it a niche that nothing else can do, which is just big burst. But you can only do that big burst say every two minutes, and then in between that you're a bit weak or does that just feel bad because then in between those you're super weak i would i guess my only thing i would from the outside in i would say that is holy paladin not in a very similar vein for burst healing though with with um oh gosh i have to like look up what it's called wings avenging wrath oh, avenging wrath is that the one that they do damage avenging crusader yeah because they they yeah. wings into that and they do some incredible. Bur- that's a two minute cooldown. We're talking about those those cadences, right? If disc has this like this ninety second, and holy paladin, granted though that's the that's the trade off is they have to be in melee with a longer cooldown, where the discipline is at range, usually easier to use at ninety seconds. So, hmm, I almost that's the wonder thing. That, if that's lots of different ways. Yeah, there's of lots course. of different ways, and it, it's it's interesting to see what, almost like what direction Blizzard wants to take these healers in. Because initially, you know, we look at shamans, and we all traditionally think, well, shaman healing rain, chain heal, AOE raid healing, Stack and healing, then you yeah. look at what it's yeah, and then you look at what it's actually doing, and a lot of its casts are going into single target healing. Admittedly, that's to make its AOE healing better, but as we say, it's not standing there spamming chain heal. And it almost feels like, okay, well, maybe by buffing Chain Heal, they're trying to bring it back into more of a raid healer, you know? And maybe, for example, Paladins right now, in terms of their actual raid healing, it's basically tied into cooldown. It's not massively tied into their actual abilities. Maybe if they wanted to buff Paladins AoE, then they would do that. I don't know. Maybe maybe they do just need to, for example, give Disc a new focus. I don't know what that focus would be. Give that a new focus, and then maybe you look at, for example, Paladin and go, okay, well, maybe... Not could that fill the spot that this does, but you see what I mean? You just trade around what each healer is known for doing, but then you kind of break everyone's class fantasies. So it's like, you can change things, but do you change them too much? And then you lose effectively what they are, if that makes sense. I mean, that doesn't really change healer balance anyway, does it? Like, it doesn't matter if a Holy Paladin or a Disc Priest is has a big cooldown every 90 seconds. So if all we're doing is playing musical chairs with our niches, then I don't think that anyone is happy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's almost like, that, that's what I'm trying to think with disc, is like, how do you fix it? Because the, the, the logical answer is, well, you just nerf it. Just numbers less, less numbers. Mm. But then you get to a point where it's like, well, 
if they're not doing as much damage as everything else, and they're not doing as much healing as everything else, what's the point? Why would you bring one if it's not doing as much as everything else? Because it, it was the old, like, if it does half the damage of a damage dealer and half the healing of a healer, then it's like, oh, this hybrid, but well, you either want damage or you want healing. That was always the old argument. So it's like, like you say, do you make it so it does as much damage as a damage dealer, but then it brings damage reduction cooldowns? Or, like, how do you actually fix it? That's what I mean. You need to change it in some way. That's the question. But how do you change it without like ruining essentially what it is? Yeah, I mean that's the problem. I, I think better. right now. Oh, sorry, good. No, I, I, I was gonna transition us away from this topic with a question, but unless you wanted to keep going, for sure. Well, I think historically they've pushed this to be um, maybe like a higher power level, higher skill level with the spec, and I think it. It's very difficult for them to keep that and not make it super powerful. So, I don't know. Historically, though, at least the spec does not really mess around with all the other healers like it had previously when you had like Spirit Shell or, Sh or uh, Powered Shield Spam. Uh, and like in the past, you know, with those different abilities to mass shield everyone really cut into what other healers were doing. So, it doesn't have that kind of impact on the rest of the healer team anymore, which I think is a good thing. But I don't know if there is like an easy solution in front of us. Right. Right. Well, the question I was going to ask was why do you let the tank die when they pulled four packs of mobs? Are you even healing? <laughs> Not this guessing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But no, I wanted to have you share some healer horror stories that you've experienced in game uh, either recently or in the past or, or whatever, if you have any. Uh, if you want to share with I the internet. Uh-oh. I have one from Legion. So there was a tier in Legion where I pugged a lot of keys. I eventually got an established group, but I pugged a lot of keys for a while, and Seat of the Triumvirate had just come. And when Seat first came out, Ooh. it was brutal. Like, it was so much harder than any other key, but it was the only one that I needed for score. And since score is basically the only thing that mattered, I would take pretty much every, any group imaginable. So we got a group, it was like a plus 18 or something. It was a, it was a high-level key, but not an ultra-high-level key at the time. And the trash went fine up to the first boss. For anyone who doesn't remember the first boss, he gains double damage when he's in pools of blackness or like the black that surrounds the side of the arena that you fight him in. Right. And so we're 10 seconds into the fight. The tank drags him directly into the black and gets one shot. Of course. Which would ordinarily yeah. be fine, but when I when I, I so I thought, all right, I'm gonna have to coach this one a little bit. So I I told him what you're supposed to do, and he just winks at me. No, no words. He just winks at me, and so I'm like, okay, this is this one's like gonna be rough. But, but yeah, we were not even a slash wink, a wink in chat. And so oh. we continue. We pull the boss again. He actually listens. He doesn't pull it into the thing. The second phase of the boss, a random DPS gets sent down to like a, another realm and they have to clear a whole bunch of ads to stun the boss and get back out. Yep. So the mage gets sent down. They're from completely different realms. He dies almost immediately and winks at me. And I'm just done. There are, You should try everything once in life except for prosperity and pugs from r the Ragnaros server. Oh. Never, never again. The actual server name in the shout. <laughs> okay. The actual server side. name. At them. <laughs> on the bus Ooh. side, they got a shout out on Final Boss, and all it took, little cheeky wink. See? 
So who's the victor now? What have you done, Volk? What have you done? The worst, the worst bit was, so I thought, okay, they just don't speak very... They, they, they might not speak English, fine. Maybe I was too harsh when I was explaining it to them. But then after I leave, 30 minutes later, the tank sends me a whisper and in perfect English apologizes for... Mm-hmm. Did he put a wink on the end? No wink on the end. No wink on the end. Terrible. Just Aside terrible. from that, I've honestly had very good experiences with pugs and established groups. That's pretty much my only horror story. Everything else has been really good. Whether we make the key or not, everyone's been really positive. So maybe I've been really lucky that the worst story I've got is a winky face in chat. Sarah, what about you? You got any horror stories you want to share? Um, I mean, it it... It's gotta be BlizzCon. It's gotta be BlizzCon oh, just past MDI all that, <laughs> No, it has to be, right? Under up. First, uh, first dungeon we go in. Third boss, little mistake happens. They happen, people make mistakes, whatever. Stuff gets ninja pulled. We have three mobs that are free cast. I go, okay, this, this looks pretty bad. This looks pretty damn bad. We recover it, we get it going again. We do this big, uh, big chain pull. Big chain pull afterwards goes all the way through to the to, to the final boss. I've used my mana pot, used Shadow Mel, used used everything. And at this point, the boss is 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 dead, but I'm on zero percent mana. And they're like, okay, uh how how do how do I handle this? What what do I do? So we get through, manage somehow to get through to the end of the trash, uh and then we realize that we're still in combat with the worm that was an so I'm sat on zero mana on the final boss on stage, <laughs> going, um, guys, I'm not, not, not sure this is gonna happen. But we had to go for it anyway, so we couldn't get out of combat. That, that, that is the the worst thing that I've ever experienced. Having to heal half a dungeon with zero mana. It was bad, bad. That it was. <laughs> how was that worm still? Well, I guess they're just turrets, right? They're not gonna ever move to you or port. That that sucks, man. Yeah. The danger noodles. The danger noodles. <laughs> they very dungaroos. Oh, no. Gosh. That's funny. Oh, yeah. We kind of talked about this a little earlier, but to rephrase from a question in chat is, um, what's your take on healer DPS? Is it high at the moment, or should it be an important aspect that defines high-end gameplay, I guess, with each healer individually? I think raid stuff... Healer DPS has always kind of been muddled. I think it comes more to a front in Mythic Plus, is it not now? So we're talking raids around plus. Because it's kind of right. different creatures. In in raids, to be honest, I I I would not like in a raid for there to be a period where there is absolutely no healing to do. Because the only time that you'll DPS is if there's absolutely no healing, or if right. it's an insane DPS check. I don't mind the bosses where there are insane DPS checks where the healers need to DPS, but Generally speaking, I feel like in raids you should always have to heal. Yeah, and in plus, mean, I think it's very important. Uh, currently, that doesn't work because for most classes you don't have the mana to cast healer spells for an entire fight, and so DPS spells, which are almost always free, or you at least always have a, a free DPS spell to cast, help fill in some of those gaps. And so I think it's the other way around. I think more healers should be DPSing in raids, even if the DPS check isn't super tight, because it's always helping. Oh, they should do definitely. I'm not. I'm not saying don't Wait. DPS. I feel like the focus should be more on healing, which I guess is maybe, maybe if we get a new mana trinket, maybe that's if 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 healers feel like they can spend more mana. 
Right. I mean, we had a... Uh, how low was that wife that we had, Sarah, on Gahoon? Like... 10k or 12k or something like let's, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's not. So that's worse kill. than mine. I had like I've just got over the 16k white. Uh, 16k. 16K white. Oh yikes! But that that oh. is where that's where it's like it's one extreme to another because you sort of have like if if I said the the, the damage you're talking about, I would consider sort of passive damage in a sense of it's not you're not focusing on damaging. It's just when you can damage, you do. You know that's not a fight where you need to damage. We had all kinds of extremes. We had people who were doing, like, healers who were doing lots of damage, i.e. Dispriest. We had healers who were barely even touching their spells at all just because they didn't want yeah. to. Not because they couldn't, but... Mm -hmm. in, in M+, I think it's way more prevalent, though. I think because it's you have more, more opportunities. definitely more important than Mythic+. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. 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 Oh, and there's also the, the damage patterns. You know, there's not always constant damage going out onto everybody, and mm. you're able to see, like, a noticeable difference where I'm like, oh, I did almost as much damage as the tank. Like, that's awesome. Right, the poles are going so much faster because you contribute. The dungeon goes noticeably faster because you contribute. Right, um, I'm like around, uh, I'm like just shy of 2k on disc and mistweaver. Right, I do like twice as much damage at, on my disc than I do on my mistweaver. Even if you were taking into consideration like the five percent physical vulnerability, it's nice, but it's really noticeable when I'm you know doing eight or nine k or something like that overall for the dungeon versus like three or four or something like that on my misweaver so it's a really noticeable difference and you're seeing those pulls kind of going faster but there's also different benefits that each you know spec is able to bring you know the amount of pulls you can pull off by having such strong single target healing uh being able to pump up the tank's hp so rapidly when they make the most aggressive pulls possible with misweaver is just insane right yeah northern man you brought up a question about healer niches but then if they added another hybrid class i don't know if that's something we can really we talked about that before the break we talked about the whole healer niche discussion getting into possibly bringing anything else to this game if they brought another healer in when they were already a six i don't know we already have enough issues with trying to figure out where discipline priest fits anyway so i don't want to touch that i don't one. i don't think that i don't think they'd balance another healer well but i'd love like a healing mage spec some sort of time-based healing spec where you return people to the health they're already on i think mm. there's design room there to make a really interesting healing spec but i don't know how well they would balance it it would it would be challenging for them to implement but i'd love to well at this point i think this is the time to talk about that right because we should be getting emphasis the word should be getting another healer or another class coming in with the next expansion, right? So you at least think another at least range. Would have a I hope it's a range, man. Yeah, just <laughs> I feel for my melee, melee bros. Stop. Yeah, stop. There's a lot of good melee, but then yep. there's like <laughs> they've added. There's rogue and demon hunter, and you plug those in your mythic plus group. Yeah, well, I mean, there's just there's too many melee, even from a raid standpoint. They've given us what three new melee over the course of the game's launch, and they've taken away arranged essentially so yeah they give it you know, where's the yeah no no demon hunter range spec stop demon um, hunter is a range spec. you just i beam off cd right yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah. range just yeah. make it longer range. another go, malware throw glaive yeah malware so we kind of like this a little bit so this is like a double back and forth question sort of a quick one so volk how about you what which tanks do you enjoy healing the most in raids or Mythic Plus, if there's a big swing there? What are your favorite tanks in, to heal? In Mythic Plus, Blood DK is just so far ahead of everything else that they are my favorite to heal. But in raid, I think Monk is definitely the strongest right now. 
and I think that's in part due to how good Ring of Peace is and Old Air. But I don't have a huge preference. I think if, if the tank is good, then I'm going to enjoy healing them. There's a, a bear tank I particularly enjoy healing. Um, I think they're all fine most of the time. I think now, there's a big difference yeah. between a good tank and a bad tank, not necessarily a big difference between a good tank class and a bad tank class. Right. Now, you, you, this is sort of a preface to all of you. You're all ready to start healing prot warriors in everything in 8.1, right? You're ready for the prot warrior overlords to... It's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> Bear, if you don't follow the 8.1 stuff, prot warrior is getting a little bit of a buff. Just a little bit of a buff. Just, just a little. Just a little. Sierra, how about yeah. you? Yeah, I I read, I read this like in, in prep for the show. I went over the, the the patch notes. I saw this thing that said, "You don't have to only bring a blood decay to M plus anymore." Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't quite get what they. Is that a typo? I, I'm not sure. Waiver text somewhere, maybe. Some something about warriors and. Demon hunts and pal paladin? paladin? Is that how you say it? Paladin? I don't yeah. know. Paladin. Yeah. My my favorite tank to heal is Sloop Bag. That's my That's favorite right. tank. That's Please right. don't kick me. Same here. No, I mean this is just like no, I, I, I like This is a crazy this is like the base that I would bring up on screen, people people know. If you're listening to the audio only version, then you're not getting the visuals, but uh ignore pain is going off the G C D to a one second its own cooldown. Shield block now is 16 second recharge before haste, so two seconds off of that. And their Vanguard passive is more armor by 5% and 5% more uh, armor increased from your own strength as well, giving them better scaling. So they're going to be quite beefy, I would say. Mostly this. Mostly ignore paid. Mostly this. They already have some good qualities. I, I don't know the sure. tank classes that well, but they, they do really good DPS, right? For a tank. Thunderclap. Warriors, Warrior. yeah. No, Prot Warrior AoE DPS is going to be hilarious once you guys start seeing it. it it's already have, mentioned. It, yeah. It's already really good. Yeah. It's like every other or every like two or three trash packs in Mythic Plus that you might see it in that regard. In raids, unless it's like an AoE boss fight, we're not going to notice it. But uh, no, they. I, I really want to see Prot Warrior just like... They missed funny. an opportunity though. I don't know why instead of calling it like... What, why keep it as Ignore Pain when you can just rename it to Ignore GCD? Like, that would have been so... <laughs> Come on. They, mi they missed That'd it. So they good. missed it. Yep. Come on. Jack, how about you? Which favorite tanks to heal? Are you on the same same realm here, or are you going to say Bear Druid? Yeah. Because you're weird. Yeah, Sloot's my favorite tank to, to heal. Oh, definitely. is, is so, he a spec? Actually, no, I, I actually passed my trial. I actually passed my trial, so never mind. Uh, we're good. No, but it's actually a lot of fun. Like, I mean, I spent a lot of time healing blood decays, and obviously they're very good for all the reasons we already know. Uh, but pushing a lot of keys with Sloot, it's actually been really fun to play Disc Priest Prop Paladin, even though I think it's kind of like an anti-meta healer tank combo. Oh, yeah. Because they have, like, a, a massive wealth of defensive cooldowns to be able to use between the two of you. You've got 25% with Barrier for 10 seconds. You get 40% with Pain Suppression for 8 seconds. Uh, what, three Shielded Righteous Charges, which is like a massive armor increase, Ardent Defender, Cheat Death and Damage Reduction, Bubble Taunt, Wings for Healing, uh, missing one more, Guardian of Ancient Kings, which is like 50% damage reduction. So you got like seven or eight different cooldowns you can cycle through whenever you're making aggressive pulls, and you're just always rotating through something onto the tank. Yeah. 
And then you have your prop ally just sit in there and does as much AoE damage as everybody else, if not more some pulls. It's like, wow, this is like really good. They're gonna do so. more they're even gonna do prop ally's gonna do more damage in eight point one because of the new consecrate graphic as well. That yeah, just, it's gonna look good. Yeah, it's it gonna just look does, real good. Just more damage too. So, yeah. it, it's kind of like a it, it's a very fun uh style to kind of run with and i wish blood dk wasn't so powerful so we could be able to kind of experience more of that well where you know as disc you're often trying to do as much damage as you can but like sometimes it's actually better if you just sit, sit there spam the tank so that he can actually massively uh out dps everyone else you know or keep on dpsing as a result so i i think being put into those scenarios is kind of interesting uh, and i think if they did something to make it so that Bloody K wasn't like, what is it, 60%? I think is the stat last time I checked. 60% of all the tanks that have done a 15s or higher are Bloody Ks on Raider IO. It's, a, I mean, in Blood DK, if you didn't, yeah, they're getting tweaked down a fair chance. Is that change. enough? It's, I don't, I don't think it's going to be enough. It's a wee bit. Well, they lost their armor bonus on Veteran of Third mm. War, so they're going to take more damage just flatly. So. And Which means the, they heal more damage. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. I think it's also less about that Blood Decay is so self-sustaining. It's more that Blood Decay can move mobs. That's the thing. So that's mostly where it comes into their strength is that they have the extra interrupts on top of moving mobs is really neat too. But then Brewmaster can move mobs, but Brewmaster with one healer is like, no, 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 no. It's that's that's tough. Oh, and like mess mess grip is really nice just for yep. efficiently AOE clearing a pack. Yep. <clears throat> oh wait, the Guardian Druids have Typhoon. Is that can they move mods? Oh god. I kind of wish Vendus Demon Hunters had uh, like a toggle. I don't even know the right word to describe it, but like whenever they put out like a sigil or something like that, that they could choose to activate it instantly rather than having to wait for it to pop. I think that would be amazing. Oh, like Cloudburst oh. with the instant, like you can instantly. Exactly. If you, if exactly. you wanted to. You, like, yeah. you, you fire Cloudburst and you can instantly pop it again if you wanted to or something like that. Like That would be amazing. Peo says that really nice. Blood DK armor is identical right now on the PTR. It's just been rolled into Bone Shield. I mean, that's nowhere in the patch notes. That's nowhere in the notes that I can see anywhere. So that's those are the little things that slip through the cracks. We'll have to wait and see. Because that was the big... I trust him. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the the tank show here in like two weeks. Then we'll we'll figure that out. But how about this then? What heal specs are you most enjoying right now versus what you least enjoy? And it's just like a pure fun quotient, right? Take numbers out of the equation. What do you have the most fun playing versus what you have the least amount of fun playing? And Jack, go back to you on this one. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a split between raids and mythic plus right now. Uh, sure. I think yeah. like in my order is like disc holy priest. Our Shaman Mistweaver, Pally Druid, like Pally and Druid being at the end. Uh, for Mythic Plus, it would be like Disc Mistweaver and then like the rest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I think like Paladin right now is just like whenever you're at the start of the expansion, it feels kind of cruddy having such low crit strike rating. And once that starts ramping up, once it's more fun, uh, it, it kind of picks up from there. And that's great to see. But uh, that's usually kind of where my mindset is at. I think uh, our shaman's like really fun for raiding, but make, having it feel so weak, I just like dread doing my 10 on my shaman. Just, yeah. It just feels really bad. You lack the tools that other healers have. You're super heavily group based and you're dropping like healing rain, for example, and it just feels like horrible to do. And especially when you're trying to kite or you're trying to move around and it's all helter skelter, you know? Redeem 
factor is like a slow, but if somebody else brings a slow naturally, then you feel bad. You got a stun, but everybody and their mother has stuns. But you have a kick, so like I, I feel kind of helpful with a kick. And that's about it. So th those things feel kind of bad, but like playing a dismiss weaver for M plus just feels amazing. The ad manipulation, the extra damage you're able to deal, just a lot of good stuff. Sierra, to be fair, though, yeah. if you if you try and bring a shaman to a group, the group will probably give you a kick. No. <laughs> Don't. No, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> we have to bring it back. We have to push them down. No, uh, favorite's <laughs> gonna be, like, again, raids, priests, like, disc, holy, both very fun uh, specs to play. Um, M plus gonna be Miss Weaver in, in terms of fun. The amount of control you have, you know, Ring of Peace, you can do huge amounts of stuff with Ring of Peace. Um, you've got Paralyze, you've got that stun. You've got the damage buff. You've got the you know you, you have so many tools that you can bring to actually modify or assist your group, not just through numbers. Right. You know, helping grab ads together, helping CC things, do all that kind of stuff. Which, not saying that other healers can't do because they can do in various different ways. Miss Weaver just feels very smooth, very natural the way that everything sort of comes together. Um, I I don't I don't really like the restos. I'd, they're just not my they're just not my playstyle. Like if it has resto in the name, I tend to avoid it just as a rule of thumb. But oh no, yeah. Volk, why not that then? What, I what feel your... I, I feel like I'm needed here now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put resto arrived. druid. I'm gonna put resto <laughs> druid above all other heal all other healers, and then resto shaman at the bottom. Oh, I think in mythic plus in particular, I think resto druid has so much depth, especially when you start cat weaving that you're just That's always true. learning to do something new every single dungeon like the cat weaving rotation has more depth and difficulty than most actual dps rotations and so when you put that on top of all of your healing as well hmm. i think that you've just got a lot to do we've got two ultra viable specs for mythic plus that play completely differently and so one week to the next or one dungeon to the next you have a completely different play style That's awesome. and i think that stops it from ever being boring uh, as for Resto Shaman, I've tried it. Every expansion, I've tried to get into Resto Shaman a little bit. As an ult, it's just, it's never worked for Finish me. Finish him. It's, it's, just, it's not even the numbers. It's just, I can't get into it. And my ults are mostly for, I've got one ult that I'll run through raid. But other than that, they're just for Mythic Plus. And Shaman hasn't been good for Mythic Plus at all, ever. And so that probably hurts it even more. Yeah, a little bit. Oh. Even in Legion, when they were great for raid, they were a top three spec for raid. You still yep. didn't bring them twenty mythic. There's just yep. something missing there. I mean, it comes up. It comes up in chat. Yeah, Shaman just misses basic tools for mythic plus, and the rest of Shaman, right in the healer vein. So, it just it's something is. It's weird as the only <laughs> healer with an interrupt. Isn't yeah, really and that's a great plus it's got a aoe stun it's got some good tools there's just something missing and i don't yeah. know what it it might just be five man throughput I think honestly. It's the healing yeah, yeah i think it's just the healing like what what the healing comes from right yeah like rest of druid has like an amazing capability of like stacking an insane amount of hots onto five characters right you right see oh we're having you know reju maybe even double reju cultivation spring blossoms Regrowing everything, you have so much healing, you just funnel into you can, five. You can easily get into up to eight hots on a person, yeah. And yeah. Plus. Like that's ridiculous. Uh, and then like shaman is like, I have so much AOE and healing and spread healing, and then it's like, well, I can't condense, I can't funnel that healing into targets when they really need it. Yeah. Which is fine. That that's the whole back to the the niche <laughs> topic we brought up before. 
like that well uh, it's fine to have the niches but it's just it's unfortunate that you obviously because there's obviously a meta evolved in in mythic plus compared to raid and that's fine two different parts of the game right but it is just it is something i mean you're talking to the shaman player as well and i haven't really brought up enhancement to the very end so there you go youtube comments i brought it up finally at the very end of the show but um yeah i think yeah, it also to just squeeze it in yeah exactly but i think that there's something almost missing from shaman in general, which I think the community just feels right now. And Resto gets a good thumbs up in raids, but then a really strong thumbs up in or thumbs down in Mythic Plus compared to the raids. So, but that yeah, did I hear Shaw? The uh, <laughs> how about closing us out with uh, some healer power rankings you are thinking are going to happen in, in Dazara lore or your your forecast? I don't know if any of you have any strong opinions on this versus that. Jackie done a lot of the testing. Uh, you have Sierra involved in testing? Yeah, Volsky tested too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So, I don't know, what What do you guys think? Uh, is this going to be a four-healer mythic? Or you guys say any five-healed mythic? Or any three-healed mythic? What are your thoughts? Sort of a little little bread basket of things here. Volk, we'll go back to you on the Siege of the it can be really hard to turn raid testing into planning for live sometimes oh, because sure. they change a lot of the numbers. I'm really hesitant about healer power rankings in general because I think that they're often taken to an absolute extreme by the community. Like, if it's not number one, then why am I even playing? Yep. Um, but I think we'll see very similar to old year, except with a few more shamans. I, I don't think it'll Ooh. change hugely. Um, I think the... The strongest healing spec was brought down a, a little bit, but Disc will still be really, really good. I think that the Holy nerfs aren't going to be hugely felt. Same with the Resto Druid nerfs, which I don't think were necessary to begin with. So I think we'll be seeing it just turn out like old deer, basically. Okay. Similar healing classes. Tank should hopefully be a bit tankier. So maybe you won't want to bring too True. many Mistweavers and Holy Paladins compared to Odia, where some fights it felt like tank damage was the only thing that mattered, like oh, yeah. and and Zul Strats with five rogues and a thousand Krogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Sierra, what are your thoughts going into 8-1 into the Siege of Dazar lore? Uh, again, I'm kind of hesitant to be like, Disc Shaman, because somebody's going to clip it and take it out of context, and everyone's going to go, well, ah, It's already right. there. There you go. Uh, yeah, okay. Hold on. <laughs> there you go. You win. But, um, no, I, I feel like, like the guys are saying, I think tank healing in general, I hope certainly, and sort of looking at some of the fights, won't be quite as much of an issue. So I think we'll see those more flexible healers, like, for example, Mistweavers, who can throw out a bit of tank healing when it's needed to support the tanks, and then jump back into the raid healing to support the rest of the healing team. Heals like that, I, I think they're going to step up. Shamans, they're going to be more prevalent. We're going to see a lot more of them. Um, I, I don't think the disc nerfs are enough. I, I still think you're going to play around the disc, and if you give them the space they need, give them the tools they need, I, I still think they'll be up top. Okay. Also, boo, down with the rest of the Wow. Wow, jeez. Nope. Nope. Uh, wow. Jack. They're gone. you gone, boy. Jack, take us home. Uh, I actually don't really mind having at least like a top three. I think you're gonna bring Mistweaver, Disc, and Resto Shaman to every single fight. Uh, oh. at least the, the ones that we've seen so far. And I don't really see any anything keeping you from actually uh, bringing five healers to most fights. Uh, so 
I mean, like, yeah, you may say, oh, everyone's bringing those three healers, but everyone's bringing, like, all the healers to them. So how much that actually matters, I don't really know. Because, I mean, you can still have, such, like, such high representation for Pallies, Holy Priests, and Rest of Druids as well. So There is a lot of room for flexibility in 5 healer yeah. comp. Yeah, so you're going to have, like, everything anyway. It's not like there's, I don't think there's any healer that's going to be, like, on the bubble or on the outside of um, no, no, I think the overall like balance will be pretty close. Like, Odia already wasn't Much terrible more. if you take away Disc, and so if you bring Disc down a little bit, I think that you can you can mostly bring your good players. I don't think you'll have a good player playing a bad class that you leave on the bench, and I think that sometimes yeah. happened in Odia with the uh, with the Shaman. Yeah, I'd I'd say as well, you know, obviously, you know, Jack Jack's here, I'm here, both uh, future. I will be officially announcing we will be trying out that four Druid comp on progress for you. Yeah. We will make it work. Zero <laughs> <Sarah Yeah>. guarantee. <laughs> four Druid, one disc. Yeah, T Ted's going to hear that through osmosis somehow. And just to get you guys next time, he's going to be like, no. Yeah, I, I don't know why you're even trying. <laughs> but Nagura might be like, hell yeah. You know, I don't know. She might be Exactly. Forward. It shouldn't make it happen. There you go. It's a versatile spec. Like Druid can fill every role anyway. It might not be the best at it, but it can it can do it. There you go. I think you could clear most fights in old deer with four druids if you really hit or five I druids. I want someone to do it. Hill. I want somebody to make a team which is four or five resto druids. I would pay. I think we're up to three team. resto druids now. We could we could almost do it. We could almost do it. <laughs> I will right, loan you a Gura to complete your set. I know <laughs> that'd be some good content. I don't know about that. I, th I think that's that's the point in time where I'm gonna hit this button over here. I think this this the button press is cut. That the right that yeah there it is. But I think that's that's the way we can wrap this show up. So I thank you very much for tuning into episode 174. This is the state of healing in Battle for Azeroth again around the table. Volk, you can go check out his website. Everyone puts it out at questionablyepic.com. Thank you very much for your time, sir, and waking up so damn early. Any shout-outs and things you want to end Thank with? You. Thank you for having me. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me at questionablyepic, and you can find me on the Dream Grove Discord. If you've got any questions about Druid or Mistweaver, you can <laughs> Discord me. <Yeah. laughs> there you go. Thank you very much for your time. Anything you want to leave the Healer community with? Any nugget of knowledge? I think that we should all be looking forward to 8.1. We've got some cool trinkets coming out. We've got some Azerite traits that aren't Archive of the Titans that we can use. <laughs> Even if we end up using the new raid traits, they're a, a hell of a lot more interesting. And so I think the healer community as a whole has a lot to look forward to in 8.1. Awesome stuff. And there's Sira over on Twitter at XL underscore Sira. You can go follow over there and uh, ask some Mythic Plus questions, I suppose, and see what's going on in the future. But Thank you very much for being on the show again, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And then any nuggets you want to leave with, or did, did Volk take the best one? Uh, no, I mean, all I'd say is like, shout outs wise, big thanks to Excel for the support over the past couple of months. Um, going to be doing M plus guides with Ice Events. So if you're into M plus and, and healing M plus, keep an eye on that. Uh, nuggets wise, just, I, I think I said it in the last one as well. So much information out there. Use your heads. Don't just see a clip of one thing and believe it. Go and you know make your decisions. Uh, like the guy said, healer's really good place right now. Great time to be a healer. I think everyone's gonna love 8.1 with the bosses, uh, bosses that we've seen so far. Awesome stuff. As Jackie boy, he's very tall, and you can go watch him be very tall and heal things on his Twitch stream automatic 
Jack, thank you as well. Sir, anything you want to leave close with nuggets? Always a pleasure, Bay. Thank you again for having me, man. Mm -hmm. um, I think Volk really, really smashed it there, where it's like, you know, the, the raid content's going to be good. They're developing trinkets more, developing archive or Azerite traits more. So it's a good time to come back. And I think the fights are going to be really fun to heal. So always be careful. I, you, you guys did say possible five heal stuff. I don't know. We'll see. That stuff always blows my mind. But if there's five healers in a raid, what? In a 20 man. <laughs> We'll definitely bring back, bring back the three heals. I like no. the three heal plans. <laughs> I mean, maybe you want some want some Croesus back in your life, Sarah. Yeah, that was a fun play. Oh, I live yeah. for those bosses. That's yeah. awesome. But thank you very much for tuning in today again. My name was Adam K, aka Bay. And if you missed the show, YouTube archive, of course. You got iTunes, you got Google Play Music, you got Stitcher Radio. I think is still hooked up. You got the website finalboss.tv. All those links are down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Hi YouTube. Otherwise, they're linked down below on Twitch as well. But uh, next week is the range DPS show. So we'll talk to some range DPS representatives from across the spectrum. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Affliction Warlock if you're into that. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of Beastmaster Hunter discussion. But more on that, of course, next week. And then we have tanks. And then we have melee DPS. Then we have the year-end special coming up at the end of this year with Brutal, Taliesin, and Evatel. But that's, that's it for me. Support the show where you'd like to. Around there's buttons and places on YouTube and Twitch if you would like to. But until next year, everybody. <gasps> bye. Bye, 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 bye. Wave. Wave bye, bye, nice people. Wave. There you, there you go. That, that worked. Woo. <laughs>